sometimes it can actually be difficult to analyze your company. It can be difficult to filter out all of the external information, policies, shocks that affect your company to actually focus on your pure operations and find out if these pure operations are profitable. You need to know this to know if you have to increase your sales price, if you have to become more efficient in your costs, or if you have to decrease your expenses. Well, there is a way to actually filter out at least three important aspects of your company, which are tax policies, which are determined by government, interest, which are determined by banks and the types of loans that you choose, and accounting policies. How can you do this? We will find out right after this. and welcome to today's TFC podcast episode number eight. I am Giancarlo Jimenez, founder of thefinancecourse.com, and thank you for being here. So today we will be talking about how to analyze your company's pure operations. And what do I mean by pure operations? Well, I mean by filtering out everything that has to do with external sources and that are not entirely up to your decision to focus on your operations, on how much it costs you to sell, on how much you spend on your operating and administrative expenses, and how much you actually sell. If you only subtract your operating costs and expenses, are you profitable or not? And to do this, in finance, we have what is called the EBITDA metric. EBITDA stands for earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. So before I give you this week's call to action, which will be calculating the EBITDA for your own company, and I'll show you how to do this in just a few minutes, let me explain to you why do we calculate the EBITDA. So a few textbooks or a few financial experts will say that the EBITDA is just a proxy for cash flow. But let's forget about the finance meaning the financial sense. Let's talk about the practical sense. Why do you need to know the EBITDA? So the first acronym or the, of the EBITDA is earnings before interest. And sometimes in some situations, your company may need to take up a loan to may need to take up a line of credit, a vehicle loan, a house loan, a mortgage or whatever to pay to acquire or invest in certain activities, products or services. Now, when you go shopping around for the cheapest loan or the the one that costs you less in terms of interest or other expenses, you can have the power to choose between a bank that charges you a higher interest rate or a bank that, that charges you a lower interest rate. But you don't have a lot of a lot of decision power regarding the level of the interest rate. That will depend on the market. That will depend on what interest rates are set to. That will depend on even your country, depending on how the interest rates are set there, etc. So it's not actually an operating 
uh, an operating metric, an operating expense. It's just the condition that you have to accept to be able to fulfill your operations. So in the bottom line is that interest expenses depend on the financial institutions, depend on the market, and depend on the country which you live in. They don't actually show you your pure operations. Now, the second acronym would be taxes. And I would argue that you even have less decision power here because the taxes that you have to pay regard your country's fiscal policy, regard your country's fiscal authorities, and you have to accept it, take it or leave it. You can have any sort of tax or fiscal planning that you may have to lower the amount of tax obligations that your company have, but either way, you still have to pay your taxes. And you organize your operations, and depending on how you organize it, depending on what operations do you have, is what determines the tax or the amount of tax obligations that you have towards your fiscal authorities. So this has nothing to do with how you organize your operations. This, ha this is merely an effect of your operations and of the country or your country's fiscal authorities policy. And finally, we have the depreciation and amortization. This has to do with accounting policies. Sometimes your even your country's fiscal authorities or any other supervising entity will may require you to depreciate or amortize any type of fixed asset at a faster pace or at a lower pace. And Again, this has nothing to do with your decision. This is an accounting policy. And even though there are certain metrics, there are certain guidelines to depreciation, the fact is that this is a decision of the company first and later of the supervising entity or the fiscal ent entity. So this has nothing to do with your operations. This has to do with the accounting policy that you choose or th that you have to abide by depending on the company or depending on the market, depending on the country that you operate in. So if we remove those effects, we have a pretty sure metric of what are operations, what are our company's operations and if they are profitable. So if the EBITDA is positive, then that means that your company's operations are profitable. You can have a situation where your net profit or your net result is a loss, but you have an, a positive EBITDA. This means that your operations are profitable, but either your interest, your taxes, or your accounting policy is causing you to incur in a loss. So this is why knowing your EBITDA is so important, important because you can have a net loss at the end, but a positive EBITDA, which just means that your operations are making financial sense. You just need to reorganize or either your accounting policies or your fiscal planning or look for cheaper sources of debt. But you can also know how much is your EBITDA margin, which is your EBITDA divided by your sales, in regards to your net profit. If there's not that big of a difference, then what you need to do is focus on your operations. You need to make them more profitable. And this is why the EBITDA is such a powerful metric. It excludes, it 
filters out everything that is external, everything that is outside of your decision power to actually focus on what you can change in your own company. So how do you calculate this? The first thing that you need to do or is to calculate your entire income statement. You need to know your sales minus your costs, minus your operating expenses, minus your interest expenses, minus your tax expenses, and finally you have your net profit or loss. When you have that net profit or loss, you need to add back your taxes, all your interest payments or, or expenses, and your depreciation and amortization. And that number is your company's EBITDA. It is your earnings before your interest, your taxes, depreciation, and amortization. And once you have that, I will give you one call to action. It's very easy. Calculate the EBITDA of your company on a monthly basis from the beginning of this year. And I want you to, I want you to answer the following four questions. The first one is, are your operations profitable enough? Are they high enough? Are they what you expected they would be? The second question is, is there a huge difference between your net income or loss, or is it practically the same with your EBITDA? Now, this leads me to the third and fourth question. The third question is, if this difference is relatively huge, how can you lower your depreciation and amortization? How can you lower the interest? either by looking for cheaper sources of debt or actually eliminating debt whenever possible? Or how can you better plan your company to have lower tax expenses? Are these three areas as low as they can be? And the fourth question would actually be the other way around. If the difference between your net profit or loss is relatively low with regarding your EBITDA, how can you increase your EBITDA? How can you increase your operations earnings? What operating costs or expenses can you improve or actually lower to achieve this? You may even be able to find out if you need to increase your price, increase your volumes, become more efficient in your costs, become more efficient in your ex expenses, etc. And just like that, we wrap up today's episode. Now, don't forget to log on to thefinancecourse.com where you will be able to look at all the programs and courses that we have available to you. We have a five-month coaching program. We have paid online courses. And we also have a free online course regarding financial statements and financial ratios where you will also receive a downloadable PDF reference sheet about financial ratios. Now, in thefinancecourse.com, you, you will also find the link to the podcast episodes uh, you can also go to thefinancecourse.com slash TFC podcast slash episode eight, where you will be able to view the show notes to today's episode and actually look at the call to action or this or this episode's action plan and take a look at all the questions in case you need some reference. And please feel free to contact us if you have any suggestions, any doubts, any feedback about the podcast or the finance course in general. You can go to thefinancecourse.com slash contact and you can write us in the contact form that you will find in there. And before we go, 
please share this episode, share this podcast with anyone that you think might benefit from this so that we together can help every small business owner and manager control their business without losing your mind. And having said that, this is Giancarlo Jimenez signing off. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs>